Now you can rent all new releases or anything else for five days. Really? Yeah, so you can just enjoy it at your own pace. At other video stores, you only get one day on new releases. So you can't enjoy it because you're too worried about getting it back on time. And then you got to fly out the door in order to get to the video store before it closes. And the clock is ticking, the phone is ringing, the late fees are piling up so high. Welcome, everybody, to the Hollywood Video Guys podcast. This is the only podcast in which Hollywood Video employees uh, review movies and tell you which ones we like and don't. Uh, with you today, you have your three hosts. Uh, I am Mike, and then I'll let the other two introduce themselves. We have Randy. Hi, I'm Randy. There's Randy. There he is. This is a great introduction. And then we have Don. And this is Don, continuing his two-win streak. Excellent. For two for two for podcasts. Yeah, there we go. Um, so for this podcast, we are going to stick with one actor and three different movies. So the actor that we were picked for this is um, the uh, legendary um, screen actor Nicolas Cage, uh, who I think we all legitimately love as an actor. Like I think he's yeah. Like there's he, there's very little ironic enjoyment of him. Yeah, we just straight up enjoyment. Yeah, you say the same thing, Don? Like, I think uh, I always liked him as an actor. And then yeah. at some point during his career, he kind of became this ironically loved actor. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's just he's always been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just people are coming around to it now. Yeah. And I think, and uh, I've seen some articles that talk about this a lot that I think was um, is like really important is the way in which he acts is like an art form. Um, and so when you see him in some movies, he does things and it's because he's just that's his art like he's just picking he's picking certain things to do he's picking he's making choices throughout the movie and like some of them are insane and some of them are great and uh, i think either way it's just it's nice to see a guy who like takes the the um you know the medium as an art form and not just like an industry it's like actual art form yeah i think the perception was was out there at least uh over the last i'd say five years or so where he was just doing projects. It seemed like every other month he was coming out with a new movie and people were just saying like he's just doing it for the money because he's broke and this and that. But yep. then you listen to his interviews and it really does seem like he treats this as a performance art and he's really yeah. just trying to hone his craft. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting now that it's like he has to explicitly say that versus no, this isn't just a money thing for me. Yeah. I'm sure that's a nice part of it, but it's not his entire yeah. reason for doing it. And he had a point where he had lost a lot of money in like really bad investments and just really bad ways of spending money. Dinosaur um, bones. Yeah, yeah. He bought like a lot I of. Think dino- he owned an island, from what I had yeah. read. I don't he know had if like that was a confirmed Tyrannosaurus Rex skull or some yeah. nonsense. So he had a lot of like, yeah, he made a lot of bad investments and a lot. Of, so he did have to make a lot of really terrible movies that. Um, that just like he had to do it for the money, which is a bummer. Like you hate whenever that happens. Hi, Looney. Sorry. Can't do that now. Bye. <laughs> she has an opinion on the kitchen, too. Yeah, it's cool. She wants to, she wants to talk all yeah. about it. Um, so, the, um, so, like, one thing with Nick Cage is that I think now he's finally starting to come back with actual movies that he likes to do and are good in some ways. He's had two pretty good ones. Yeah, like, his latest two have been two pretty good hits. Like, way he's done some mini moves, too, because I don't know if you guys saw Pig. No, uh, it was a very bizarre about movie. About that on the way up here. Yeah, actually. I heard it's crazy. Yeah, it's a very bizarre movie where he, you know, he has this infatuation with this pet pig. Yeah, and it's almost like a John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a lot more somber and dramatic. But it's just a, such a weird movie. But he, he does so good in it. He does yeah. so well. I showed you guys that clip from Bad Lieutenant, which was like, yeah, absolutely. Insane. I'm shocked. I I don't think I've ever heard that movie. Really, which is weird. I've never seen the cover or the, anything. The part where he's just like, shoot him again. Their souls are still dancing, and yeah. the dude's just break dancing in the back. <laughs> 
just insane. Um, but for all that to say, we're actually what we're going to be reviewing today is not any of those movies or any movies from the past ten years. We're really going to pick like what we call like the the holy trinity of Nick Cage action movies, and it's a span from ninety six nineteen ninety six to through nineteen ninety seven and three particular movies. Um, the first being The Rock, which came out in nineteen ninety six, and then we kind of had two back to back movies the next year that he was in um, Con Air which came out in June of 97, and then Face Off, which also came out in June of 97. So we're going to go over each one of those movies in chronological order, starting with The Rock, and we're going to talk about the things we like about them, the things we don't like about them, um, and we'll ha- we have some categories afterwards we'll, we'll uh, hit on, like, you know, best best of from each three movies, um, and we'll kind of come to a consensus on which of the three is maybe not the best, because it's hard to pick whether it's the best, but the one that we would recommend the most out of all three. Really elegant string of pearls configuration. Unfortunately, incredibly unstable. And what exactly does this stuff do? If the rocket renders it aerosol, it can take out the entire city of people. Really? And what happens if you drop one? Happily, it'll just wipe out you and me. So the first movie that we are going to be reviewing today is The Rock. Uh, this was directed by Michael Bay. It was released in 1997. Um, it stars, obviously, Nicolas Cage. It has uh, Sean Connery, as well as Ed Harris, Michael Forsythe, um, among others. Tony Todd, as well, we talked about. Um, so it, the movie is basically a group of special forces soldiers led by uh, General... Hummel. Hummel. That's Hummel. right, Hummel. Two M's, one L. Yeah. <laughs> General Hummel um, take over the uh, Alcatraz Island uh, known as the rock that is not like a tourist trap but used to be a, a federal penitentiary they take it over take hostages and they have a, a weapons cachet of this deadly nerve gas that they're going to threaten to launch at San Francisco from the island um, and kill a lot of people if they don't get their money that they want um, to compensate families of slain special forces soldiers who didn't get compensated so the federal government government needs to stop them and to do that they have to send in another group of special forces seal team um that will be um going in to stop this other bad guy soldier group so they need two people to do that one who's been to alcatraz that's sean connery's character and another who can eliminate the gas when they find it and that is Nicolas cage character he plays a scientist in this movie through trials and tribulations, they are able to eventually win the day. But let's talk more about this movie now. So, in general, uh, what are first impressions when we saw The Rock? What were some of the things you thought as a kid? So, we would, I would have been like 10 or uh, I would have been 11. I was 11 when this came out. What, what about Same, you? Nine, oh, no, I was 10. Six. You were 10. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, 11. We were 11. Yeah. So, uh, pretty young guys. Uh, what were your first impressions of the movie? Uh, I mean, obviously, I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I... I it wasn't my favorite action movie when I was younger. Uh, obviously, I did gravitate more towards you know stuff like Terminator, mm. but it was ro- solid. I also remember for for whatever reason that Novex gas, like the the effects of that, always just like creeped me out. Like it just yeah, they, they scared really... the crap out of me, thinking what if this was happening? Yeah, it's like a deadly gas that uh, if you inhale it. Um, your skin starts to melt, and you have like uncontrollable seizures until your back you breaks. Can't breathe yeah, anymore. it was just it was just giving your me flashbacks get, to yeah. just like total recall when Quaid's on Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, For me, uh, my dad was very much into action movies when I was a kid, especially like Steven Seagal or anything that had explosions. Yeah. 
So I, I, we rented this because we never went to the theater. Um, but I remember really enjoying it as a kid. But, you know, like Randy, I was 11 years old. Did time. you rent it from Hollywood Video? No, I Darn. did not. It was actually The Warehouse. <laughs> oh, the Warehouse. Which uh, I think by the time Hollywood Video was around, didn't exist, exist anymore. No way. No way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it definitely holds a place, you know, place in my childhood for being like one of the bigger action movies I'd seen. Yeah. I uh, My mom rented it from Blockbuster because we didn't have Hollywood Video in um, where, I, where we were living yet. But we rented it from Blockbuster, and my grandfather really loved it. I really loved it. And my mom loved it. Uh, it kind of has something for everybody. And as far as action movies goes, it was it was one of the first ones that I really, really remember me going like, oh, this is a really good movie. There was, like, cartoons and things that I really loved, but I was 10. So this was, like, right when I was starting to form opinions about, like, whether a movie is good or not, you know, like, you know, not, yeah. not just do I like it, but like whether this is well, good. I think this also holds a place because um, it took place in San Francisco, which yeah. is relatively close. And you know some of the spots of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean Connery, like, I think everybody goes through a bit of a James Bond phase or knows about it from something. So you have a little bit of Sean Connery history among other movies that he's been in. Um, and so it was, uh, it was also Michael Bay, who's one of the best action directors of all time. Um, and this was him at his, like, very best. Uh, so I think altogether it just kind of made this movie into this like great experience that I was I was really happy to have watched at the end. I was really happy to have um, seen it because I thought like, oh, this is what a good movie looks like. Not just a good action movie, but this is I can I can form opinions about like, oh, the reason I like this is because of this and this and this. Yeah, this is when action movies are really starting to take off too. Um, yeah, just I think Terminator Two, at least for me, was when yeah actions first started to get that really big explosive budget. And they just started to get build up from there. I think this was, um, you know, def- this is like four years after the fact. But yeah. I think definitely there's influences of that with these movies where these kept getting bigger and bigger. And how could they top the last action scene? How much more ridiculous could it possibly get, you know? Yeah. And it, it was, uh, you know, one of those summer blockbuster movies when that was like a big thing. That late 90s, that 95 and up, like that became a thing that would happen every year was here's this like time of the year where these giant popcorn, big budget action movies are going to come out. And like, you knew about it as a kid, you knew growing up, like, okay, I can't wait for this to come yeah. out independence day. And like, you know, it like, was really like, you're waiting yeah. for the next big movie. And it took forever to come out on tape back then. Like I remember even Jurassic park, you know, it came out in 93 and we didn't watch it till like 94. Like we were yeah. waiting for it to be available to, to rent. So, uh, speaking of how good this was, this movie was made on a budget of $75 million, which is a lot of money, but it made $335 million at the box office. Yeah, and that's which, massive money in the 90s. Crazy, yeah. Almost, almost a half a billion dollars, you know, close to half a billion dollars. Yeah, just absolutely massive. So, uh, after we do our first impressions, what, what kind of, like, any favorite scenes from the movie that you can particularly think about that you're like, oh, this is like what makes the movie? Uh, it's scenes that when the seals do invade the the facility the shower and, scene and the whole standoff because yeah. you the the general hummel he's a really fascinating antagonist in this because he is essentially bluffing mm-hmm. the whole thing yep. he doesn't want to hurt anyone not, he doesn't yeah. want any of the civilians on alcatraz to get hurt he has zero intention of firing these missiles however his crew is unaware of this and they're also kind of crazy but though. you're also and seeing that his team just kind of falling apart and is just really anxious to kill these other actual soldiers yeah. who are just doing their just job. a really tense situation yep well and they you know they you don't know he's gonna bluff either like he really makes it look like because he has for, for, in yeah. his mind you can see his perspective of why he's doing this in yeah. a sense where 
he wants you know um, all the the soldiers who've fallen, you know, dying for the country, who've received nothing in return yep. to get their due. So you could you don't think he's gonna bluff? You assume that he's he's done with the country and the government, and he's gonna retaliate in the worst way possible. Yeah, he's an antagonist, not a bad guy, right? Like he has he's he's going against your protagonist, and he's trying to stop them from reaching their goal. But he is not like an evil character. He does bad things, but they have justifiable reasons and, and you're and almost trying to sympathize with him too this whole time he has a moral he has <laughs> a moral be mad about that yeah and he has a moral compass like you can tell like randy was saying he has no intention of doing any of the terrible things he says he's gonna do there even like some of the bad things that happen are really not his fault like the shootout in the shower it's yeah. not his fault he's not he didn't tell anybody to open fire in fact one of his guys dropped a i think a brick fell out from underneath like a a spot and then the seal team started shooting because they thought it yeah. was a bullet and then just everybody started firing and it became a giant turkey shoot just a big bloodbath yeah and everybody died uh that was a great scene and, and it's just a great performance from ed harris because you can yeah. just see the like, ceasefire yeah you michael can just Bean. see the conflict in him because My, now all of a sudden everything's going to hell yeah 80s and, action star Michael Bean, who's on the opposite end with his crew, saying like, "Stay, like, stay down, Captain. I can't give that order." Yeah, <laughs> it becomes very tense. Like they're constantly paying yeah. between uh, Michael Bean and Ed Harris yeah. back and forth, back and forth, and they're both and monologuing forth. at each other, which is yeah. so great. And it's like you know, up until that point, you really think like the whole team, like, the whole movie's gonna be about Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery, and the Steel and this team. team. Yeah, because they really build them up. up. They yep. build them up to be these, you know, like these absolute top tier Marines and whatnot. And then Navy SEALs. Excuse me, Navy yeah. SEALs. Yeah. And then they're just obliterated because you know they have the high ground there's yeah. no way they're going to survive that anyway and they also kind of got caught in a really amateurish way too where it's like i get that you weren't looking for motion sensors yeah. but also why weren't you looking for motion well, sensors these are special like, forces agents because like, they had the camera to pan around and look yeah and it's weird that they would really just give the go ahead without really you know they yeah. should have given the go ahead yeah it, it was it killed them it, it, yeah. like the entire team got because they all botched. went up there yeah. yeah any other particular scenes for you though Oh uh, no! I was going to point out that scene too. I feel like that's like the biggest scene. For yeah, me. and then, I think um, I also did like the scene though, um, where Sean Connery when they're rolling. I think they're rolling through the furnace. Oh yeah, and that's and, great. and it's, it's like it's it's utterly ridiculous. Can't count it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he memorizes it. He memorizes timing, but I, for, I think it's been like thirty years more since when he was last there. So he memorizes the exact timing. Yeah, the to furnace. cut through this furnace that is on fire. Yeah, and, also and it has, has like rolling this... traps at the set. I'm like, yeah. who constructed this and why? It like, totally looks like, it like this? you've seen the video game. Where yeah. It's like, it's like, it's also my, that brings the question too. It's like, one thing, like, how hot is it there? Because like, they're rolling through this thing. Yeah, they don't have flame retardant clothes on. Like, he's, yeah. you know, he's not it wearing a mask. Or anything. You know insane. what that reminded me of? Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to navigate through the nonsense turbines that yeah. exist for no reason other than to smash. Yeah, it's really yeah. what that was. Because, but yeah, it's like is, there, is that really the only way they could have you know got to where they needed Sorry. to go was through the furnace? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, uh, two other iconic things that I can think of off the top of my head are the um, the standoff inside of like Hummel's. Um, like leadership room or whatever, when basically everybody kind of figures out that Hummel's not going to launch these rockets. He's, he's not going to, you know, so then there's him and his like Lieutenant, his like mm -hmm. second in command who are like actual soldiers who were together. And then all the other guys are kind of picked mercenaries for the, They're like, basically mercenaries they were all point. under his command. I don't think they the, all were. I think some I, of them weren't. They, I'm pretty sure they mostly I, I'm pretty are. certain they okay. were too because they I were all. Remember. And they, they basically, you know, they all unite for a yeah. cause. I, but so well, they. But then what happens is there's a couple of like more nefarious, more evil intention soldiers yeah, in there's Hummel's group. There's always some group. bad apples. In yeah, here. Tony Todd plays one, and then there's another one that they kind of and they they have this like 
standoff inside of this leadership um, room, and um, everybody starts shooting each other. That's a pretty iconic scene. And then, obviously, the end scene where... Uh, so the whole idea of this movie is that if it doesn't get to the end, uh, if they don't stop this gas at a certain time, um, Hummel's timeline, they're just going to launch fighters and drop napalm on it because the only way to actually destroy this gas is with napalm. Um, if you napalm it, then it will, it'll, you'll be okay. So they, they napalm this thing, and or they're about to napalm this thing with this plane, but then Nicolas Cage comes out, and the whole idea is that if they save the day, light these flares, and they won't, they won't do it. So that was the signal, by the way, that uh, Nicholas Cage successfully disarmed. I think it was yeah. five of the uh, the missiles that had the, the the gas on there. Yeah, it's like so, these flares. Yeah, yeah. So until this point, uh, the government's like, you know, it's like down to the absolute final second, where yeah. even the people in the or the you know the people in the jets are like trying to struggle to, to hesitate to shoot because they know what's yeah. at risk. Because not only are they going to take out Nick Cage, Sean Connery, Hummel, and all of his crew there, but there's also the the, the hostages that have been on there. I think there's like ninety of them. Yeah. yeah so like so that's why I was like the exact moment Nick Cage gets on the top and signals the flares, the jet does this little J curve. Because it's like yeah. it came that close to obliterating the entire you know island of Alcatraz, and it's an iconic action scene. It's an iconic '90s movie scene. I feel like it was everywhere. It, it blows Nicolas Cage like it's into like the, the water. ultimate trailer moment. Like yeah, if you were to envision like the perfect trailer, it would have that moment with no context. Yeah, you don't know when it takes place in the movie, and it just looks so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Put the bunny back in the box. I knew you was a punk. And I was right. You've been playing us all along. You a free man. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Alrighty, our next movie up in our Nicolas Cage holy trinity is the June 6, 1997 movie, Con Air. Also, the, almost a year to the date after The Rock came out was this movie, Con Air, starring, obviously, Nicolas Cage. Um, it, also has, it also has John Cusack and uh, John Malkovich, as well as Steve Buscemi, Vin Raines, uh, Dave Chappelle. Ving Raines. Ving Raines, yeah. They have a cavalcade of stars right. in this one. Yeah. Uh, just Danny a lot. Trejo. Cole Meany. It has a lot of like very famous character actors, and it is probably the most like stereotypical action movie out of... All three of these, like very, like the night when I think of the '90s and action movies, I really think of something like this. Like it's, it's very much a typical popcorn action movie. Yes. So I would say with this movie, so the whole premise of this movie is um, Cameron Poe, who's uh, Nicolas Cage. He is, excuse me, like was he a Navy SEAL? I always get these things mixed so, up. So Poe is a, an Army Ranger. Army Ranger. Army Ranger. Excuse me. So uh, he he meets his wife at a bar. They get into sort of this altercation of sorts, and that leads to Camerapol ultimately killing the guy in self-defense. Uh, somehow, uh, in this wherever he was at, um, he was sent to jail for seven years for self-defense. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, I don't know, but he had to have been thinking, "I have the worst attorney." Yeah, <laughs> advised it, him to plead to it. It is to get four years, and then he ends up with seven years, and the judge decides to arbitrarily send him to a federal prison. Yeah, and so, mind you, the guy that uh, Cam- that Cameron Poe killed uh, took the first shot. <laughs> well, not only that. So to kind of set it up, 
this movie is genuinely just in general about convicts who take over an airplane, which is pretty crazy. But the craziest, most implausible part of this entire movie is how Nicolas Cage character gets to prison. Because yeah. yes, he's just a an army veteran, a uh, army ranger who's seen, uh, who's a decorated veteran, coming home finally after all these years. He gets discharged honorably as a war hero, and uh, these like local yahoos pick a fight with him, basically. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason. Li- literally, like, just because he's like, guy. a good-looking guy. It might be just drunk who or is something. a war hero. Yeah. It's so weird because it's Alabama too. It's like who would act like this in Alabama? I can't imagine. Well, and it's great too because he. He's all decked out. Like I don't know. If, I don't know if that was all his the formal time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole yeah. He was that. No, because they talk about it in the beginning, like how they're like, "Go serve your country in a civilian sense." Yeah. Whatever. So this sort of serendipitous situation where he's wearing his, you know, his very formal attire on. Yeah, because he just came home. He just came home, and then, you know, he's sent to prison for seven years. Yeah. He's about to leave, mind so, you. His wife is pregnant with an unborn child at this right. point. And the way he gets to prison is those guys jump him, and he fights all three of them at once to you know basically defend himself and his pregnant wife from these attackers they pull a knife on him and the only thing that happens the reason why he goes to jail is because while he's fighting he uses like an army ranger death move and um, face palms him in the in the nose the bridge of the nose and kills the guy um and that sends him to and that that's what gets him to jail for 10 years right 10 regardless of the fact that they were armed and outnumbered armed thugs Mm -hmm. armed thugs I, i just wish we had gotten a sighting of the the court case you I know or like the, the 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 like when you actually went to court yeah. just to see what the defense was because i don't understand how that would i mean if, to... uh, let's just say if, if this was cast by as wesley snipes instead i would okay i understand yeah and he's and in it, alabama yeah i get it but and this nicholas cage gets it's the nine, first 10 minutes years? of the movie and we're already questioning like oh my god i'm how, so angry well, right now what's happening yeah and this is what i was thinking too is like why is it a federal prison because he was he was discharged from the army at that point he wasn't a part of the military mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a federal uh, person doing this. Yeah. So how is he even? Was in he federal... really discharged, or was he just no, on he was. leave? They, that was like how they started. That's how they started the movie. Was that he was um there? There's like a whole speech about how they they've done their part for their country, and now they need to move on with their lives and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And that like started the movie. Um. But, so so then he's he's out on parole, or he's going to be left let on parole, I believe. Well, he goes is. he goes to prison for. Uh, ten years, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Or se- I think he gets it's seven. seven. It's he gets paroled in seven. That's right. Paroled in seven, and yeah. then he, you know, he's. I, I don't know if he's being um, flown to, you know, his home. I think it is Alabama. I where the president. So is. the yeah. so the, what's happening is he's in a federal penitentiary in California, and they're going to send a bunch of prisoners to this new supermax prison in Alabama with some of the worst criminals ever. And, and he's and hitching a ride, which is also preposterous. And Why didn't you just give him a ticket? And that's what's amazing <laughs> is too is like there's so much security around each of these convicts. Yeah. But they're like, hey, it's fine. We'll just round up like ten of them in one plane. It'll be totally fine. We'll but, just fly them across but like, the country. Nicholas Cage being on there doesn't make any sense because like, why didn't you? Why can't he just? Take a, a plane from California. He's free. Like he's on. He's parole. free and their tax dollars. Well, we already have this flight that's leaving. Yeah, he's also just probably one of the lower risk, you know, felons they have. He's on completely the ro- plane. low risk. He's never yeah. done anything. He got paroled in seven years, and then his uh, cellmate or cell buddy, his baby baby O, they call him. Yeah, he used to watch Lockup. Yeah, from Forrest Gump. Um, he's great in it. You can't He's tell. also diabetic. We should make he, a point of that because it's going to be important. Well, no, the only he time sure he makes a point of literally that. other than the first twenty minutes, he's always in a state of death from uh, he, diabetes or gunshots. He's always <laughs> on the verge of death. So now, the entire so movie we even got to the main premise of the movie yet. So just setting this up, <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage already has to worry about his, his diabetic Dynamic cellmate. Friend. Yeah, just yeah. to begin with. Yeah, and he's and he's he's supposed to go home today, but things are yeah. about to go awry as, yeah. we, as we soon find out. So as they get on the plane, um, a bunch of different very 
evil um, bad guys and not antagonists, actual bad guys on this. And so you have like a bunch of different guys um, led by the 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 number one, which is Cyrus the Virus, um, who, well, played by John Malkovich. We got we got we got a whole cavalcade of stars here, like I said, yeah. a cavalcade of convicts. So. Yep. The movie makes a very big point to name every single one of them. So John John Cusack, over the introduction of each of these yeah. uh, convicts, it's is like narrating a, what they've done, and each successive one gets suicide worse. Squad. <laughs> yeah, it's really just like Suicide Squad <laughs> yeah. in 1997. Yeah. Yeah. James Gunn could, yeah. Yeah. could learn a lot from this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that sort of sets up who our main characters are quite literally because they're so prescriptive to the detail of what these convicts have done and why they're so dangerous. Yeah. And uh, so John Malkovich leads them and it leads them to, to eventually escape through a series of different things that happen, which are all preposterous in their own way. Um, but, but with Dave Chappelle, they end up um, taking over the plane and um, you know, they're going to take it to get to freedom. Uh, uh, to do that, they have to change planes in this other airfield yeah, craziness ensues. Uh, it eventually ends with a giant fight scene through Las Vegas, through the strip. Well, it's more crash. than a fight. I mean, it, yeah, it goes from, the, from like a plane crash yeah, landing into a casino, trucks. a fire truck. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's and, a great end. And and the ending, yeah, the ending is the best part of the movie. Well, I don't know. It's all really good. But that end is great. He reunites with the family in a very touching scene with a great song playing the whole time. It's a good movie all around. So uh, first impressions, when did you guys watch this movie? Were you like a kid when you watched it? What do you think of it? Um, yeah, overall, what do you think? I watched it possibly opening weekend. I'm pretty sure it was one of those Sunday movies that I went to see with my grandpa. Had a great time. I thought it was amazing. Still do. Uh, I, this was another one where I rented on tape because again, my parents really didn't go to the the movies often at all. I think the first one I saw with my dad was uh, was Spawn, and then maybe be with somebody to do America. Um, so this was another VHS movie, and I, it was one. I think it was because we had seen The Rock, so we kind of knew what to expect. But you know, I was only twelve at the time when this came out, and I really loved it. But I don't think I really you know grew to appreciate it until I got much older as I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Because the more you watch it, the more you see just how absurd and it's like how this whole movie is just very tongue in cheek the entire way. It's it's like yeah. expecting you to take it seriously, but you don't, you really can't. Yeah, um, I saw it. I saw it on the USA Network when I was homesick, like when I was twelve or thirteen, <laughs> and I was like, man, I love this movie. And so I I rented it again later, and I still love it. It's it's maybe my favorite Nicolas Cage action movie. Probably it's definitely definitely that, and it may be one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies in general. I love it a lot. It has a lot of famous actors in it, so famous character actors, like famous actors who aren't action heroes, you know, like at all. So like John Malkovich, who's a very famous actor, uh, like more you know Academy Award nominee. And he plays the main bad guy in this, and he's great. As yeah, he's this really um, articulate and very yeah. precise and yeah. calculated Cyrus. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. Uh, John Cusack, uh, who is like the sidekick kind of Nicholas Cage. But he's a smart cop. He, yeah, he's smart the guy who, cop. who, the street smart cop of sorts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's in it as well. Obviously, Nicholas Cage is in it. Those are all character actors, all nominated for Academy Awards for non-action movies, um, which is pretty incredible. And you think all three of these guys are in action movies together. Yeah. And then you have like a bunch of other really famous people who are in this, like low-key people, like Danny Trejo, you know, who's been in so many great movies. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. James Chappelle. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, the list goes on and on of um, the the female police officer. Uh, whatever jail cop in it is really famous too. She was in, um, she was in total recall. She was the, the, 
like contact in on Mars that they met later. <laughs> the, like, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, so like so many famous, really famous uh, people in it, and. I just I couldn't believe how good it, it is, even though how terrible it is at the same time. It, it, it's hard to call this movie terrible though, because I don't know. Maybe if you try to look at the story objectively, maybe yeah. it's just really paper thin and just ridiculous. Because it's like you know, the guy who perhaps was wrongly convicted and sentenced to prison yeah. gets out. He also chooses not to leave. That's the other point we didn't make it here too. Is like yeah, he off, stays because yeah, of his friend. Yeah, he stays maybe, because yeah. of his diabetic cellmate. And yeah. then he stays because he wants to do the right thing, and he knows that there's a bunch of bad guys on the planet yeah. doing some very bad things Which to some innocent we'll, people. We'll get to like f- famous lines from this movie because it has a ton of them, but that has one of my favorite lines in it. Like the, every scene in this movie, you could really just say like, "Oh, this is the best part of the movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what that's why I love about this movie. Like, what there's so many scenes in there where they're pretty short. Like this movie moves so so yeah. fast, but there's a lot of scenes in there where you could really kind of say like, I, "I fucking love this movie." Yeah, Randy, would you say this movie is? Nicholas Cage at his like most action hero, um, like actual action hero. Maybe maybe because of the role and think about how he looked too. He was yeah, by he, far he was pretty jacked. Shredded. That was probably the most also, jacked I've yeah, seen. The most shredded he was, like the most action hero he was Schwarzenegger like the, Stallone kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? But thinking? he was like really lean. He was doing like the vertical pushups yeah. and all that stuff and the pull ups. Like they really wanted to show off his physique. And he, what was, he's done he was he was shredded. There. He was yeah. yeah. He's doing the yeah the upside down yeah. <laughs> Just, <that's> so, <laughs> crazy like is that really necessary like yeah. i get like, to they, show how also, i think they also show like it shows like how from how great shape he's in but also yeah. like how long he's been in prison i got so just jacked that's all he's done the entire time he's in prison just work out the whole time yeah yeah so that's that's the basic like idea of the movie is these yeah, it's very simple simple is that convicts uh you know take over a plane trying to get um free from these people and craziness ensues um okay so favorite lines or favorite scenes from this movie you can go first randy if you want Oof. there's so many good lines pick in one this movie. yeah pick one well we'll talk about because there are a lot <sighs> she's i don't know if it's my favorite but it's the one that's stuck in my head and yeah. it's that nothing makes me sadder than the uh. <laughs> airplane oh it's so good that's what Malkovich is at like his no one but him could make that line good. Mm-hmm. Like he's so good at it. He gets how to do it. He's and, so brilliant. and also show twisties too. That's after that um, an undercover FBI agent was yeah. shot to death yeah. on the plane because he, he basically blew his idiot. Cover. Why would he do that? It was so stupid. It was like, j- why are you pulling your gun out now? Well, and then, <laughs> then they found the tape on him. Yeah, like, it may as well been like when Homer had the the camera and, and that <laughs> the nacho beat. hat. Yeah, <laughs> smashed hat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that was a great line. Um, really good. What about you, Don? Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. But it's like I like when he says, "Put the bunny down." Put the bunny. There's this in whole the ridiculous big story that lead that that starts the beginning and ends up Why being tied you? up. Is that uh, you know uh, uh, Nicholas Cage and his cellmate are talking about um, the gifts he's going to give to his daughter because he's never met his daughter before. Yeah. Uh, and then in the letter, you know, it says, I'm going to meet my daddy on July 14th. Yeah. My daddy comes home on yeah. July 14th. And then, so they make a point in the, mo- the beginning of the movie about this freaking rabbit where um, he got it from the commissary or something. And yeah. then the cellmate's like, you know, taunting or something like that. He's like, oh, it's, it's that or a, or a tube of toothpaste yeah. because he has this really ridiculous <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah he's got this Alabama accent, which is, I don't know. It was like someone told Nick Cage what an Alabama accent is like. And he's like, okay, you got it. Got yeah, it. I got go. you. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go. <laughs> Roll this thing. Uh, but anyway, so so th- there's this whole big thing with the rabbit that shouldn't be a big thing. But at the end, uh, or n- near the end, Cyrus pulls up the stuffed rabbit by the ears and puts yep. a handgun up to it. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the kid says, <laughs> or the put bunny. the rabbit down or whatever. <laughs> or the bunny gets it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's a great. Oh man, put the bunny down. No, that's when he originally um, fights that guy in the hold of the plane who finds out that he's like not yeah, who he says he is. Because uh, of course, I noticed this too, like when we were watching this over, but um, like on Nicholas Cage's box because he has his stuff packed. Like there's, a, there's, a, he's the only one with a smiley sticker on it. So of course, like that, that you know, draws your eye. That you know, the guy finds it and then he finds out that Nick Cage is like supposed to be releasing all this stuff and he's not who he is. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, man, what a great line. Um, my, there's so many, and we'll probably talk about a couple more after this. But my, my favorite line has to be because it's so nonsensical is when he goes, uh, when he's basically trying to save these prison guards' lives from being executed, and he's trying to you know talk to Cyrus and tell him not to do it and explain why. And at one point, to like get Cyrus he, uh, to believe him, he goes, "Listen, Cyrus." This is your barbecue, and it smells good. Oh, that's a great one. Which is just the most ludicrous line, <laughs> and it smells good. No, and it tastes good. Yeah, yeah it, this it tastes is good. This is your barbecue, and it tastes it, good. It tastes good. <laughs> it's such a, like, I've never heard that metaphor before in my life. No, never, not once. Not once. I've never gone up to someone and tried to find some way to politely say, like, what you're doing here isn't really working for me, even though it's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's also, after that... There's a, there's a line we can't really say. It's really good. There's um oh the one that he says to John Cusack where he's like I'm gonna save the whole day or something like that. When John he's like What are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna save the whole freaking day. <laughs> and he goes yeah. and saves the day. There's also the one where uh, at the end when Baby O gets shot and he's just like I'm starting to think that maybe there isn't a god. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and Nicholas Cage goes Well, I'm about to show you there is You're a god. Him, yeah. yeah. I'm about to save Which the is, day. It's very much like Forrest Gump. Like, yeah. It's just that scene all over again, except they're in, they're in an airport hangar. Well, I'm about to show you there is a guy. Yeah. Johnny, yeah, that there is just so many iconic lines. And it's a great movie all around. Yeah. And it, it's definitely, like I said, I think it's the most action-y, like action um, hero. Like you could see Stilgall, you could see Jean-Claude Van Damme, Stallone, playing that character yeah this i would say like this is sort of like a 90s version of those 80s movies like yeah. it's just the natural evolution of it where it's just yep. everything's just bigger and more ridiculous and just yeah everything's on fire everything blows up mm-hmm. um yeah uh, just and, great um, movie to add what you were saying while i do think this is probably Nicolas cage at his most action hero i don't think it's the most actiony of them because i think we're still about to talk about that one oh, really it, there's some but because there's some in exotic set pieces yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but we'll we'll get to we'll that get i think that has a lot more to do with the director too but yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's a fair point say, yeah um okay so with that said uh any like particular actors in this movie that you liked other than nick cage that you want to talk about uh well I mean, that's the thing everyone was so good john right? Malkovich the, the, the best, john Malkovich the, is great the thing that conair has going for it over the other two movies is that it's got a pretty tight ensemble, the ensemble and of like character actors like, yeah, like good like actors. Really good actors not just like guys you'd see in action movies like mm-hmm. good actors who would be in like fargo and like also in this movie you know? and they're just having a blast with it yeah like, they know that how mm-hmm. posturous this chewing movie is. the scenery the whole time all of them yeah um it, um steve buscemi is just so yeah good he was it's yeah, he's great because he does fit that. Uh, he plays like a serial killer, like a terrible, like a Hannibal Lecter hit serial killer. Yeah, and it's like it's such a bizarre scene they have with him with uh, playing with the little girl, like they're having tea together. Oh god, that like scene does. It's so. Terrifying. It was so overhanded with trying to you know instill this creepiness about his character. Also which completely is, unnecessary though, right? Because. If you didn't do that, then why didn't he just kill the little girl? Like, what you know? Why have the thing at the end where he's like morally redeemed? Why am I? Why am I rooting for this serial well, killer? Yeah, they're trying to say, like, well, maybe he's not too bad of a guy. Like, he he mur- 
murdered like 23 people and wore a yeah. woman as wore a head as a hat. Yeah, but he didn't murder that girl. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. You know what? Let him play craps. It's really no. weird. It's yeah. so weird they do that. Like, why am I supposed to feel anything for this guy? He's a terrible murderer. It's <laughs> almost those things. Where it's like I wonder where I thought they originally were, you know worked worked or you know made it to where he would kill the little girl or something. But yeah. they're like, no. What if he didn't? What would the audience think then? Yeah, yeah. I would think this is really confusing because <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Is he a good guy now? Is he going to help Nicolas Cage? Yeah, yeah. Chappelle, great, really like under, uh, like, you know, underachieving in that way. Or not underachieving, but oh, under, I think underrated. He's still, underrated. In that I don't movie. know if he had quite been the big actor just not yet. yet. That was I don't think, was Half Baked might come out the same year or the year before? No, it no, came out was, like two years Was it after? Later. Yeah, it was after. Okay, it was so like 98 like, or yeah, something. Yeah, he quite yeah. Hit, hit it big yet, but it's like he was great for like the, you know, it was only great for like 15, 20 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, he had great lines in it. <laughs> when he burned that, I like when he burned that guy and then he's trying to get back on the plane. He's like, yo, Coach Cheese, open up. Just goes and walks away from him. Yeah. They, the dummy they use for him when he's dead in the plane is terrible. It looks like a paper mache dummy. Well, it's worse when they show him flying through the air too, because yeah. it just looks like he's over like this awful screen, yeah. and there's like people shaking like a tarp in yeah. the background to it's simulate so wind. Bad. It's <laughs> so it's, bad. How much can we fault though? Like, I don't. I'm sure I didn't notice that that much when I was younger. Yeah. It's also, just, if you're driving a car and that happens, you're you're dead right? but that's a great well like that's a long drop for a human body he landed on the hood though oh he died. i'm talking about he, 100% oh, no, he is dead yeah i'm talking about like as a oh, driver people like, inside it hit the hood and they were like in front so they were okay though they yeah. got hit in the back i mean i don't know how they like didn't get injuries from that that's what i mean there's, yeah. there's well, that's some, that was another great scene though is that you know the uh, there's bird crap on the guy's car like, oh, yeah. oh i just got this he tries to wipe it off with a tissue i'm like who has ever done that he's trying to reach for like wait yeah windshield wipers bird crap all over your hand i would assume you don't want to smear it because that does happen you know i guess but it just like it seemed like there's way better ways than like grabbing a tissue and going over your your uh, windshield in New it. York traffic, no less. Yeah, and that has a great line too, where he's all, "I got a body with your name written all over it." Yeah. <laughs> Tiny surgery. I'd like to take his his face off. Excuse me, I have to use the little boy's wee-wee room. So our next movie is going to be Face Off, which came out within just a few weeks of Con Air, which is kind of crazy. I don't remember that really ever happening, where somebody would have two movies coming out within a month of each other, blockbuster action movies. I think back then, I wasn't... Because you know, I was only again, anyway, we were young, yeah. but I also wasn't paying too much attention to how many, you know, movies actors have in a month or a year as yeah. much because it felt like you know movies were coming out again for me for VHS. They just were coming out so late, but now it's a lot easier because now you start to see actors everywhere and they're making tons of movies. Yeah. Um. So this one obviously stars Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, and um, directed by. Angley. John Woo. John, John Woo, Woo, not Angley. What am I saying? Angley John, would be a different yeah, movie. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, John Woo, um, who was at this time, he just had done Hard Boiled in China, and this is his first like big American movie. Um, and he was famous in China for his action movies. He had some of the best ones. Like obviously, Hard Boiled is probably his most famous one. Um, but he had tons, 20, 30 different films in China before he even came over here. Yeah, he's a big gun fu guy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's uh, he has some very famous things he does. The white doves that fly out during his action scenes are kind of like in every one of his movies. Pistols, dual wielding pistols, huge set pieces of crazy action. Yeah, jumping slow mo pans while you're shooting in the midair, like Max Payne style. Mm. Like that was all John Woo, and a lot of people copied him. Like he was very, I think he was maybe one of the more caught him and. Michael Bay, I'd say, that, uh, like we're constantly was, being con- copied. Yeah, very in much influential movies. at the time too, because there was a lot of movies that yeah you know, that took a lot from what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie stars Nicolas Cage as Caster Troy and as uh, what's the name of the secret agent in it? Uh, Sean. Yeah, Sean something. Sean Archer. Sean, Sean Archer, Archer. Excuse me. And then it stars John Travolta as Sean Archer and also well, Caster Troy. Well, let's <laughs> well, well let's let's back it up a little bit before we get to that because that's really what it becomes. Yeah. But initially, yes, Nick Cage is Caster Troy. Caster Troy, and he is there's I know he's he has a bomb that's set in the city to blow up, and then he's also is he holding people hostage for money too? Is there? Because he goes to no, the I church. No, I think he, he just had the bomb set up initially. Just the bomb. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's a terrorist he's been a for hire. Yeah. yeah, and he went to this church. I don't really remember the whole scene from the beginning. Well, at the beginning, yeah. is he's trying to assassinate Sean Archer yeah. and shoots oh, through right. him and kills his he's son. He's got a wonderful mustache in that, too. And, he's, and he, he missed. He, yeah, he missed. Is that fires. when he's doing the thing with the nun where he, like, sniffs her? No, like this, is, this is him. This is before. This establishes their rivalry. Oh, this is when he snipes him. Okay, yeah. yes. The very beginning. Very, very beginning. This okay. establishes, Sorry. again, the pure contrast of both of them, yes. right down to the, to the title Sorry being about black that. So the very beginning, yes, he is hired to assassinate Archer. And Archer. Um, gets in the way, or like gets shot, but his son, who he's playing with at the park, is no. They're close. on the carousel. That's what makes them more oh, ridiculous. Yeah. They're on the yeah. carousel. You take a shot at them yeah. on the carousel, and uh, it hits us. It hits Archer's son too and kills him. Yeah, it goes through John Travolta and yeah. into his son. Mm. Yeah, so it sets up the you know revenge, romantic kind of thing here, where he just wants to make sure that he's gonna take this caster guy down. And you know how bad caster is. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah, and so. Caster Troy is there's a bomb and I think there's a there's like a, a, a standoff with like hostages or money some kind of money scheme too he wants to get paid for something and Archer eventually takes him down uh, in the most insane way possible where he hits a switch that lights a jet engine mm-hmm. that doesn't immediately incinerate Nicolas Cage for some reason and again very clunner like this whole beginning movie is like where the hangar there's like yeah. a, there's a jet taking yeah, off absolutely the trying insane. to prevent him from escaping yeah absolutely insane the amount of like blowback he has and how he isn't getting melted by this jet engine that's for understanding yeah it's, it's like <laughs> there's literally a jet engine blasting at you yeah and he just gets With knocked fire. into a coma yeah and that's it yeah so um, so he gets knocked into a coma but the thing is it doesn't stop this bomb from going off it's still gonna go off in I think two ten days or something like that. I don't know or, if they have. Uh, yeah, they have. They a gave time it a time frame. frame. I think yeah, it's ten days. Sort of time frame. Yeah. yeah, I think it's ten days. And they gave this time frame, and so they decide that the only way to find this out is that um, Archer is gonna have to pretend to be Troy and find this bomb and disarm it. That's the only way. He need they need the codes to yeah, disarm, disarm it. it. Yeah. So he ha- he's gonna go into prison in this like invisible supermax prison in an oil derelict. Uh, for the criminally insane and like the worst people on yeah. earth who everybody thinks are dead. So why not just kill them? Because why yeah. are you even uh, holding them? And they there? got magnetic Super Mario boots from the Super yeah. Mario. Like- <laughs> but like, yeah, that's so sweet. But 
it doesn't even make sense why this place exists because if absolutely if not. the whole point of it is that you don't need people there that like you don't know those people exist then why not kill them yeah because if you these people aren't going to be on parole and then yeah immediately go to the press like yeah i stayed at a prison where they explicitly laughed at us at how this was not part of the geneva convention or anything yeah it was um, weird man yeah. i don't think that's legal yeah like, how someone gets sentenced to that that's what i'm saying and even if you did why why how is killing them not like the easier option than this but anyway so he has to go to this prison to talk to castor's brother and get the uh the codes to stop this bomb so the way they do this is it's not just they're gonna put some makeup on him they're not just going to make him kind of look like Nicolas Cage. They are going to take his face off. <laughs> and they're going to put it, they're going to put Nicolas Cage's face onto John Travolta's face. And somehow, like, shave off all the body differences and all the other Everything. things. Hairline's different. It, it It's so implausible that these two people could ever look alike in they, any way. They modulate their voices together. I don't care. Like, if I put my face on Don's body, everybody's going to know it's not him. <laughs> like, like, not me, like, immediately. It doesn't matter. Even if they had my hairline in yours perfect, it wouldn't matter. It doesn't make any sense, but I, whatever. It's just it's just like it's – I don't even think Nick Cage and John Travolta have kind of similar body types. No. Really? Like no, it's not. Not at all. I think maybe we tried to hide <laughs> that by having them have similar height. baggy clothes. Yeah, kind of, but I don't it. even think that's true. I mean, I guess in the movie you can make it look that way. Yes. But I, but I think Nicolas Cage is probably significantly taller than John Travolta. I would say so. Yeah. It doesn't make nothing about them look alike. It's yeah. really bad like, casting-wise about that believability. <laughs> but I have to believe that they can rip somebody's face off and put it on someone else's You're body. Like, oh, yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah, so okay. before I do that, I have to be okay They even have it. a scientist explain exactly how that the surgery is going to make sense. Sense. makes it worse because yeah. it doesn't make sense because he says well since you guys have the same blood type uh you can do this but no then, no they do not have the same blood that's type. that's a thing but in the movie and the doctor says we can do this because you have the same blood type they say that specifically in the movie yes and then it turns out that they couldn't do this because uh, like the reason they could do this is because they have different blood types without they test to see who they're different yeah so it doesn't make any sense you couldn't do this unless they're the same blood type and they aren't different blood type they like confirm it in the movie <laughs> it's fun too. i genuinely do not recall that that line yeah no it was in there like wow. they again th- it's, there's something you said about certain action movies where they have to explicitly tell you certain Too things. Too much. Yeah, because they believe maybe the audience won't get it or it's not inferred enough. Yeah. And this movie, just like the other ones we talked about, they really wanted to drive in the fact that like, yeah, this is potentially medically possible. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> it's just, the more it gets into it, like the more you just have to like, all right, this this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, just, I cannot spend much time on thinking how possible this is. Yeah. Or, or, so to get past that, because it's going to take forever for us to dig that through, but... Needless to say, John Travolta gets put, uh, gets turned into Nick Cage, um, and, you know, and still acts like John Travolta's character, but it's now Nick Cage playing him. And then on the other end, um, Nick Cage's character, the real Caster Troy, wakes up from his coma with his face off, which would be really terrifying if you did that. Uh, he's woken up without any police around him. He's not shackled to the bed at all. Nope. He's this like serial killing terrorist, like super terrorist. Like Osama bin Laden. It and he like, found a cigarette. He had time to find a yeah, cigarette. Yeah, he found a cigarette in a hospital. A phone, yeah. a phone Watching a top secret video. Yeah. Um, so then, he was able to immediately have a phone right next to him. Yeah. So he just calls, calls his, his henchman. henchman. Yeah. And then, and then he, he gets the, the doctor to come by. And he gets now John Travolta's face on him. So yeah. now Nick Cage is playing John Travolta as Sean Archer. Yep. And then he destroys the lab. Because what Castor Troy wants to do is make sure that... 
John kills, Travolta and as kills everyone Caster. That, yeah, kills everyone that John Travolta as Caster knows he's ca- he's John Travolta. Yeah, so this is Freaky Friday on steroids yeah. now, where they've literally have taken over each other's bodies. Yeah. Except Nick Cage, the bad guy, has the good guy's body. And Yeah, and John Travolta has Nick Cage's body. Yes. And, um, and, and at this point, then we to... Um, Travolta as Cage, excuse me, Travolta as uh, Caster Troy is still in prison. So now that Nick Cage, um, or Sean Archer is awake, yeah. his whole intent is to make sure that... He visits him in prison. He right? visits him in prison, yeah. but he also wants to make sure he stays in prison for yeah. the rest of his life and he won't escape. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 you, something you mentioned, just it made it all the more funny when you said Travolta as Caster Troy. And, and I'm thinking, oh, no, it's... Sean Archer yeah. as, as Caster Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they both are great. Both in both roles. I think they that really are. Nicholas Cage as Caster Troy is great. And then when Travolta becomes Caster Troy, he does it so well the whole time. Well, and yeah. And one thing that and, and again, like I, I made a point with the uh, you know, even like they wanted to compare like how you know contrasting both characters are, but when either person takes over the other body, like they start doing the same matters as the other actor, right? Yeah. So Nick Cage is now doing John Travolta's like cynicism and like, you know, his timidness around, and yeah. like all, like his, he's he's afraid of everything. Yeah, he's like a little cowardly lion the whole time. Yeah, so Nick Cage starts acting like John Travolta as Sean Archer and then, you know, Nick Cage, the bad guy, is playing confident Sean Archer. Yeah. And like, you know, he's swooning his wife and everything. Yeah. He's like smoking now. Like... Sexually harassing his own child. Yeah. <laughs> She's like 16 or 17 yeah. and he's making passes it's, at it's her. It's so weird. It's awful. Gosh, that's weird. And Travolta, yeah. And so, you know, Nicolas Cage as Archer has to get out of prison. No, Nicolas Cage is Archer pretending to be... The other guy. Cast to, yeah, Cast to get out of prison. Okay, there we go. I don't think you make any sense. So, so let's try that again because that's crazy. So, have- so Nicolas Cage playing Archer. Archer. Who has now switched faces with the evil Caster Troy. It has to pretend to be Caster Troy to lead a prison riot. Uh, to get out of this prison with with Castor's real brother because um, at yeah. this point his brother's name was Pollux. Pollux, which yeah. I believe related to uh, I think Greek they're like Greek thing, gods or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so both so Pollux doesn't know that um, Castor Troy is John Travolta sort of undercover Archer. Archer. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call him Archer. This is so me. crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. It's I tried to make uh, notes of this to make yeah. sense. It to doesn't, be fair, doesn't make any sense. How could he think otherwise? Yeah, like you if never you did swap, <laughs> yeah. if you two Perfectly. did swap, and yeah. you just Perfectly. started acting like Mike, I'd yeah. just be thinking, "Wow, Don's acting, yeah. acting strange lately." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> a lot more bubbly lately. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about all the stuff that doesn't make sense. Talking about history. Yeah, 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 man. But so he gets out of he gets out of the prison. And he has to take down Archer. Troy is Archer. And it be, just becomes this crazy fight. There's like three different real fight scenes. There's a fight inside the church, uh, which is like a giant action scene with guns blazing. There's the boat scene where they're chasing each other on the, the boats. Yeah, the whole last half an hour is just nonstop. Yeah. There's also like a, the So the end is kind of a, a standoff with his daughter, uh, Archer's daughter. And well, he has a gun. He, she, she can shoot one, or she has to move right so that Archer can shoot him. But yeah, but like, it does that me, thing not... that movies do, where it's like everyone has a gun pointed at someone else's yeah, head. Like yeah, there's yeah, Gina yeah. Gershon there. There's yeah. you know um, Archer. All yeah. of them. Yeah, it was have a Mexican standoff. Yeah, and it was a standoff. Yeah. yeah, and then like 
so he's trying to convince his daughter that he's really Archer and he just has Caster's face. Which is like, why don't you just start saying a bunch of things that she'd only know about you that Caster couldn't possibly know? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be the thing that you'd say? Start saying like immediately. Um, he's like, you just have to trust me. Like, how could I? How, I could never just trust somebody who told me that they're a different face. <laughs> I have no. There's no proof that that could possibly be true. It's like just yeah, just ask any question that only she would yeah, know. Or you yeah, would know. exactly. It's, it's literally like there's no way to fail that. Yeah. It's impossible that Caster Troy would. Know that. Unless you're such a deadbeat dad that you don't know anything about your daughter and yeah. she doesn't know anything about you. <laughs> oh, then you could ask, like, oh, well, you know, which one of my dances did you miss or something? Only yeah. John Travolta would know. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, this is so implausible. But um, it ends with the boat scene, right? They go, they like go to a boat scene and they get. Um, there's like a crazy fight through the waters in. I think it's L.A. Do they ever specify the city? I think it's L.A. And I think so. Yeah, and then. They ended up saving John Travolta as Nick Cage saves the day, and gets his face back. Uh, so great movie overall, kind of well, a long winded explanation. And they adopt a boy. Oh yeah. So so Castor Troy, the real Castor Troy, has a son with um, Regina Gershaw. I forgot her her name in the movie. Uh, his name, I think, it was his name also Adam. I forgot what the kid's I name don't was. Remember. Where it was. So at the end of all this, all this explosion. Uh, John Travolta gets his real face back. I don't know how. I don't, the thing is, do you know how long it's happened, or you know, like time has happened since the explosion in the end to where he gets home because before he has like no days. scarring. Yeah, before like, ten days. He's like the bomb's gonna go off in ten days. Yeah, he's totally recovered well, though. But the but Castor defused the bomb. He did it. Yeah, he did that early on. In that the, was way like, early in the movie. As soon, yeah, just to make sure he got yeah. a higher standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, then looks at the camera and says, interception. And then he was also now. named Time Man of the Year within like yeah. 40 hours. They were yeah. managed to get a whole cover story exactly. within two days Who of him knows? disarming the bomb. I mean, yeah. this whole movie is so ridiculous. Well, that's why I just caught and I was like, oh my God, like that's so ridiculous that I realize this movie takes place in such a short time. Yeah, it's so nuts. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, all right. Uh, so, so they adopt a kid to, to, at the end, too. They adopt. Because now the kid doesn't have any parents. That's right. Yeah, he was like his adopted yeah. father. Cast so everything him. is fine at the Archer household now after the death of the child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, with that kind of more longer-winded explanation, but kind of you have to do it because the movie is so difficult to explain. Um, just first impressions when you saw this movie. Um, we'll go with Don this time to start. Uh, I Again, I, I freaking love this movie. Like, I'm sure – I don't know if I'd seen this or Con Air first, yeah. but – uh, it was to me it was like sort of an instant classic just because I thought Travolta and Cage were so good with each other and like yeah. the premise is ridiculous but it's also a really cool premise just because of how both characters act after the transition of facing off mm-hmm. uh, so it was definitely like you know definitely we watched it a lot when I was a kid what about you Randy I saw it in theaters and it was amazing and this was literally I do remember it being like weeks after seeing Con Air. And just like, oh, wow, another Nicolas Cage action movie coming out. And this one, he has his face off? Yeah. Like, wow. And John Travolta? It's like, and look who's talking, huh? And look who's talking. (laughs) (laughs) But I, so another one I saw in theaters, probably with my grandpa. And at the time, I definitely uh, thought it was even better than Conair. And uh, from people that I talked to that was my age around the time, that didn't seem to be the popular opinion. It felt like more people liked Conair. Then face off, and I was just one of those few that just really appreciated the uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage and the way that they played two very separate characters. Yeah, very and different. with um, a, a huge amount of gusto. Yeah, both were great. Yeah, in their own ways. 
Uh, I'm different than all you guys. I didn't see this movie until I was in my twenties. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, I knew of it. I, like I know, I knew the premise. I knew like scenes from it. Uh, it was in popular culture. It was very famous. Um, you know, we talked about how The Rock made 325 million. This one made uh, over 220 million. Um, so another multi-million dollar summer blockbuster. Con Air was also 228 million. So another summer blockbuster. So that's, that's three Nick Cage, half a billion like, right there. But yeah, more yeah. than half a billion. More than half a billion dollars in in uh in three movies. Two back to back. So uh everybody knew about Face Off and knew the kind of the ludicrous setting. But after watching it, it is so good and ridiculous. There's so many insane scenes in it. There are so many parts where you're like, wow, I cannot believe that um this is happening (laughs) and then there's the john woo part of it where you just get like you know the random doves flying out inside of the church and you get all these different crazy almost bullet time action scenes and stuff um all from this great director so it was kind of the marrying of a great director and a great actor mixed together and i loved it yeah i absolutely loved it um all right so moving on with this movie favorite scenes or favorite lines from this movie Go with Randy I, I, I mean, this is really tough because there's there's a lot of good well, ones. We can talk about it, but just yeah. pick one out. We can talk about it multiple. Sheesh. Uh, maybe go with Don first. Okay. Randy's got to collect his thoughts on how great this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really just got lost in wonder again, and so yeah. I'll give you I'll give you one that I I really liked was the. Um, Ooh, you good looking. When oh, he's like, oh, yeah. when he first meets him. Like, oh, we, you good looking. Ooh, you good looking. When he meets, uh, that's when Caster Choi, play, like now with Archer's face, mm. goes and meets Archer now with Caster Choi's face yeah. in prison. And yeah, so he's just like, it, ooh, it, you it's good like, yeah, looking. It, besides how John Fulda says that line, but it's just great because it he also looks, shows like how much of a narcissistic prick yeah. Caster Choi is. Yeah. Right? Like, he's literally looking at himself through someone yeah. else's eyes. Um <laughs> Can I give you one more? One more. Yeah, yeah okay. come on. All right, yeah. here's another scene. This is my favorite scene in the entire movie. The scene where they shoot at each other through the mirrors. Where they both have a mirror on one side. Oh, yeah. Reflecting their faces back at each other. And they fire through the mirrors at each other. That is, hands down, the coolest scene. And maybe one of the coolest scenes in 90s action movie history. It is because it's, it's, a great scene. it's so ridiculously calculated. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it has a whole purpose. Like, you know, John was sitting there like, this is gonna be painstakingly. Everybody was like, know, oh, the you messaging. Get this shot, get this, you know, this much of his face yeah. in there in the mirror. Like, yeah, it's so. Don't great. you know the deeper meanings here? They're yeah. looking at their faces. We're they're talking at layers. Their... Yeah, yeah there's a lot. Off. Yeah, yeah. Face. I love the line before they start. Like, I guess we could go with Plan B and just kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great too. It's. It, I, I think the, the that scene. famous yeah. part of the scene or movie too is like is the face waterfall. Yeah. Uh, that's like the signature Archer family. You know, a sort of um, motion for love is <laughs> yeah. the face for yes. Like, like was there some blind or something? Yeah, and this was I how know. that they used to communicate with I know. each other. I was like, what? The like, heck where did this come from? Yeah. Like Ghost and Ditto, right? <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, I love you, Ditto. Like, like yeah. imagine ending a first date like that. And yeah, you expect and, to go in for a kiss, and, and that's you just how drag your hand over their face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how all right, would, no, how would she How his wife realizes it's probably him. Okay, well, I'll let you sleep here. Then I'll get the blood test tomorrow. I think she went in the middle of the night too, is what it was. But anyway, it's like, yeah, she she he did the the face waterfall. Yeah, that was like the first convincing point. And then she took some of his blood and realized, oh wait, I'm it's sleeping not with the same, wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, not the same blood type. Um, yeah, so those are some. Uh, any other favorite um, scenes? Well, where uh, Nicholas Cage as Sean Archer, undercover as Nick 
as <laughs> Caster Troy. Yeah. Jesus. Well, and so. you have to remember that the more most of the movie they're as the other. They, exactly. Yeah. They they primarily like Nicolas Cage primarily plays he's, Sean he's Archer. Sean Archer. In this. Yeah, he's more Sean Archer than John Travolta. Yeah, as far as runtime goes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the where he is discussing with some of his criminal cohorts. And they mix him the drugs, and that's where you get that wonderful quote of how he wants to capture Sean Archer and take his face, face. off. Face. And then, <laughs> no more drugs for this man. Yeah, that was great. What a great scene. Yeah, yeah that was the scene was about to point it too. It's like it didn't fully hit me that he was really on drugs for like I don't know a couple washes on that. Like, I, oh, I don't know why yeah. it totally escaped me that he was you know drugged out when he was having like that weird yeah. moment yeah. where he's just like spilling out his thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Um, Great movie, uh, great scene. Any any famous lines you like? We talked about who you could look in. Oh gosh! <laughs> what does he say to his daughter when he like when he like meets her in her bedroom? There's like a really famous line from that too. Oh, but those are the ones I can think of. The one um, I just love Nicolas Cage early in the movie while he's still Caster Trey, just so cocky and arrogant with himself, tells the girl like, "If I let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful?" Yeah. And she immediately just starts hardcore making out with him. Yeah, that was. Way weird. It was so weird, but what a great line! Uh, when he like sniffs the ner- uh, the the nun in the uh, church at the beginning of the movie, and he's like, <sighs> and he yeah, has he that crazy whiff. Yeah, and he it's has really that crazy weird. face when he does it. Yeah. yeah, that's a great. That's like one of the more iconic scenes. Um, and then favorite character in this movie, other than Nick Cage. Other than Nick Cage, yeah, you just kind of said John Travolta. I, I have to say John Travolta, yeah, because again, like he's the bad guy the most most of the time. He's the bad, like he's the good guy, but they both play again like the reverse roles, but they yeah. nail the mannerisms of the other character. Yeah, I mean, John Travolta is so freaking good. And this was him at kind of his revival too, because he had done um, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction like a couple years that. before, yeah. like ninety five, I think ninety four, ninety five. And then he did, um, con- or not Contact, he did uh, Michael, which was really popular. Mm, phenomenon. Phenomenon he did right after that, which is really popular too. And then he did Broken Arrow, which was right. um, also um, John Woo. Um, uh, and that was also 97, I think, wasn't no, it? No, it was 96. It was 96? It was no, before it came, this. Was, 95, 96. I think it came after this. No, it was really? before. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because well, we it was right John Woo. So you can look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You guys owe me uh, a cookie if I get this right. That's but I'm pretty sure. for cookies right uh, now. I'm pretty sure that Broken Arrow came out before. Oh, 96. Told you. 96. Yeah. We and this was right before. And that was a really big popular movie. And he played a bad guy in that one, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that with Christian uh, Slater? Christian Slater, yeah. It's been a long time right. since I saw that one. At the height yeah, of should be, I should watch that one, too. We should get that in the, in the rotation. We should God, review I haven't that seen on that in a while. A live... A live uh, <laughs> John Travolta trilogy? <laughs> or like a... Yeah. Full fiction in this face-off. Uh, or no, Michael. <laughs> Phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> Broken Arrow. Does he have another drama? Yeah. Like, Phenomenon, Michael. Is there another one, maybe? Oh, Michael Clayton. He's done a bunch. Anyway. I don't think it was Michael Clayton. No, that's George Clooney. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting we're getting off the rails. Anyway, um, he's great in it. Yeah. Anybody else in this movie? That it's kind of those two guys. They're, they I mean, Gina Gershon dominate this movie. Yeah. In a big way. Them. Gina yeah. Gershon a little is like a side character a little bit. His wife, I can't remember whose wife is in this movie, but she's kind of a side character. But Everyone's the secondary. Part, there's really and really secondary. It's not even yeah. like they don't have sidekicks or really anything. There's not much room but you on the scenery them. because you of can. how much John yeah. Travolta and Nicolas Cage chew it up. Yeah, it really is a, a two person play almost. You mm. know, between these two guys. But you also don't really notice it either. Like there's there are characters there, but for me, like you're so you know drawn in with what they're doing that you don't yeah. really need anyone else in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are the three movies. So with that said, I have some basic questions for who. Not so much what we think movie is the best. We can get to that later. But 
like things inside the movies that we think are better than the other ones. So a couple of things that I think here is uh, let's do this one first, which I think is uh, really easy. Or not maybe really easy, but really easy to talk about. Which do you think is the best directed movie out of all three? So we have um, we have John Woo, which we just talked about. We have uh, Michael Bay. And then um, the guy who did Con Air is not as famous, but his name, let me read it up because I have it right here, sorry. His name is um, Simon West. Uh, so which one do you think was the best directed? Uh, I would probably go with The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And it's, and it's kind of hard to go against it because you love John Woo, and he's pretty good. It's, it's tough. It's, I mean, tough. it's tough because I think John Woo would ha- does the best action directing? Yeah. As far as the, the, the set movies pieces. go, the, the set the pieces, pieces. in Face that's, Off are absolutely that's, that's what phenomenal. John was great at is scenes. They are they are wildly over the top, yeah. whereas uh, The Rock's not so much, and Con Air is kind of somewhere in between. Yeah, but I think The Rock is the most objectively grounded and good yes. and too. Yeah, and yeah. good movie. Like it's a shot well. It's not just there are scenes obviously, but Face Off is legitimately like actual set pieces over and over again you know and that's not what the rock is it has those moments but it's not all it is so i think i would also there's a a little more depth there in the rock yeah and you can see michael bay this is him right off of bad boys and this is like him at his best like really at at firing on all cylinders i don't know if he makes a movie that tops this after armageddon comes next bad boys 2 comes after that (laughs) he's done a lot you know obviously this is his only certified fresh movie by the way which is crazy wow I think Ambulance should be certified fresh. I love that movie. That was a great movie. I Maybe think. it is by now, but I know at one point... Before Ambulance was, was overlooked. Because Ambulance was kind of him one. going back to his roots a little bit. But it he's was. like, oh, I could have drones now, too? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the best director. Uh, best non-Nick Cage performance. I would say Travolta or Malkovich. Yeah. Uh no, I think it has to go to Travolta. Yeah. The, right? The, and maybe Sean Connery second because yeah. he's good. Oh, Sean right? Connery's great in it. Sean Connery God, it's is tough. phenomenal. Ed Harris is also phenomenal. He's great. Well, and then Malkovich Because is... I feel like Ed Harris might have Actually, the most no, depth I have to of change all my of answer. those. I'm okay. going to go with Let's, go, wait, let's, go, let's go one at a time. So, Randy, who do you think first? For the sake of argument, I'm going to say Ed Harris because I Ed think Harris. he had the most uh, depth of all the characters that we're going to okay. discuss. The most conflict internally. Yeah, he was definitely the most layered and grounded bad guy. And like, I've not psych- just, he wasn't a psychopath. I've always just been an Ed Harris guy. Like <laughs> he's like Apollo thirteen. Others. <laughs> I even remember Milk Money. You remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. He was great in Westworld too. Westworld. He was amazing yeah, he was. in that show. Amazing in that. All right. Yeah. So which one are you going for? Doc? I have to change my answer to Sean Connery. I think because he's great. He's really he's good. Going, beyond the fact he was just James Bond, but it's, like in The Rock, he plays like such a confident, cocky yeah. thief con man that like. You don't, you don't know if you could trust him, but you want to trust him. Yeah. Right? Because he's like one of the most charming. dangerous prisoners. Yeah, he's charming. Like he's there, he, They've made him everything he's out to be, and he, yeah. he comes off that way. Yeah. Oh, man. And he I, kind of redeems himself at the end, in a way. Like He's this prisoner, and, whatever, and you kind of feel bad for him, and then you just like, let him escape. It's I don't cool. know. I want to say Malkovich, because I loved him in that it's, movie. It's an iconic role. But Travolta in Face Off does so good as both characters... And it's such a crazy thing for him to be. Like, he has mm-hmm. to go and be a, cra- a completely different human being, and he does it so well. 
uh, that I can't really hate on it. I, yeah. I think no, I have to pick Travolta. You could tell he's having a blast just doing his best Nicolas yeah. Cage impression. Well, like that's yeah, what, that's really yeah. They're impersonating each other. Well, that's yeah. kind of how I felt with with Malkovich a little bit in this movie, where he he seems like he's just having fun being like the worst type of person on earth, basically. Um, and so I love him, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Travolta. I think I'm gonna do that. Too. Yeah, I, I would definitely say Malkovich is is up there. I mean, that's the funny thing about the we were talking about how great that cast is for Con Air, and mm-hmm. yeah, we none yeah. of us mentioned them. Uh, <laughs> as far as our picks go, yeah, but I think it's just because it's so well strong all around. Yeah, there's um, a lot of guys in there that. Did well, great. and they all and they all get time to breathe and everything. Like no one's really stepping over each other's toes. Like, yeah, they, I don't know. They did really good considering how many people they had. Because my thing's like, like you know, the Marvel movies where sometimes they have a hard time juggling yeah. so many characters or DC. Yeah, it somehow Con Air made it work, even though it's not exactly the most complicated movie. Um. All right. Next one is the best, um, best Nicholas Cage sidekick. So think about all three movies. I think it's gotta be it, Sean Connery. Yeah, but, I mean, if you, if unless you're saying it's you, a disservice to call him yeah, a sidekick. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because yeah. Nicholas Cage is clearly the sidekick. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is 100 yeah. percent the sidekick. Yeah, he's along for the ride at yeah. this moment. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird. Uh, yeah, but I'd have to, it's hard to frame it that way. But if you think about it as like supporting or, character, yeah, supporting character, um, it would have to be him or Baby O from Con Air, who's just perpetually <laughs> in a state of death. Would you call him the best character? <laughs> no. Would you say it's because of Baby O that Con Air happened? saved everybody well yeah because he gave nicholas cage the courage to say to prove that god exists by killing a bunch of people this could be more of like well i think the what character was more most like, impactful for Nick yeah, cage. Pretty, yeah. but sean connery was pretty impactful without him he, he wouldn't have unlocked his like true superhero power no his true I, yeah. I think that uh, Face Off doesn't really. It's just him by himself. It really is. The, they kill uh, all three of the people that know yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah, he's you got, got Gina Grishon, yeah. and you got his brother Pollux. You yeah. got the pimp guy. And I think his name's. Um, they don't really do a whole lot in the movie. No, so. they're just they're just his you know his his, his game. They're just periphery yeah. characters yeah. for these two to ham it up. So they're really it, just established that somebody does know him, and they could see when exactly. it's not him. There had to be right. a reason for him to go undercover, yeah. right? As Caster Troy, otherwise. So I think that we'd have to go with that, like uh, Sean Connery, right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think that's probably the easiest yeah. one of For all. Sure. Of these. So you could For almost sure. say John Cusack, but even then, I, don't oh, know. I forgot about him. That's how it's, he doesn't really do anything. Well, that's the thing is, like, he has he's some really, funny lines, he's but... really, you know, the the guy who's gonna, you know, defend Cameron Poe yeah. the whole time. He's like, yeah. say he's not a bad guy. He's, can we say? Um, can we say uh, Steve Buscemi? <laughs> Steve <laughs> he who, didn't really interact too he, much well, with. Well, no, uh, but he does have one. He, <laughs> he does, does have, have a great line. He has the, one of the best lines in the entire movie when he goes, "Define irony." <laughs> yeah, bunch of idiots on an airplane singing and dancing to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's probably his be- that that's his best line in the whole movie for that, sure. Yeah, it's so good. Man. But that's like one of the two times they interact. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, because Nicholas Cage doesn't want anything to do with it. So probably yeah. not. Okay. While, while we're on the topic of Garland. Uh, What's your opinion? Not hugged enough or hugged too much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did they say? Like, pick any of the the main things. Like, not, yeah, not hugged enough, hugged too much. You I'm going to guess not hugged enough. I think he was uh, hugged too much. I kind of think he might have been hugged too much. Yeah, it's a Norman Bates kind of thing going on. <laughs> I guess, it's, yeah. Um, a little bit of Edgine in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, well, we have two more. We, we can do one more if we want. But we have um, best Nick Cage performance, obviously, and best quote. We can do mm. one or both of them. Probably the we can do both, best obviously. Nick Cage. I, I don't really have a direct quote because uh, we kind of... Um, we can right. do both if you want. Best yeah. quote? Yeah, we can definitely do both. Okay. I'm just trying to think of like which Nick Cage oh, performance. Oops. My bad, man. 
so for best quote, I would say my my favorite quote is either that Buscemi quote we just we just talked about, or the uh, hooray for the sounds of freaking silence is one of the best, just the best things ever. And Luna really wants to get in on this uh, topic. No, she's melting something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I probably would have to go with the Leonard Skinner quote too. I think that's like my favorite out of the three, is because it's Welcome to the Rock. Yeah, welcome but to the Rock. Welcome to Con Air. That's I don't a really know, good I, one. Yeah, good one. welcome John. to Con Air is a, a take pretty good one. Take his face off. Is John, yeah. that, take your face off is probably the single most recognizable one for me. Yeah, another one I, that I thought. Oh, was what, pretty oh great. we got we got Peach. I could eat a peach for hours. That's oh that's yeah. like the other big quote from that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, another one from Cyrus the Virus when talking to Danny Trejo. What's his name? Johnny Seventeen Johnny, or something. Johnny Twenty Three. Twenty Three. Yeah. Twenty Three. Wow. He'd, He'd be Johnny Three Hundred if they if, he, if they all knew the yeah, truth. Yeah. Um. But when he asks her, "Can you fly?" Yeah. yeah. Says no. Well, you know, if your junk jump flies out of your pants, you fly out of this plane. Yeah. Yeah. He said you you were uh, like what he said. Uh, I compare you to like a paramecium or that white stuff that builds up on the side of your mouth when you're yeah. like, drinking water. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Utterly preposterous line. Yeah. This is show He's how great. smart he is. Uh, welcome to the Rock with the Sean. Con- I can't do a Sean Connery voice, but like the Welcome to the Rock. Like that is a really iconic line from yeah. that movie. Um, and then the stand down, Captain. I will not give that order. Like yeah. that's a pretty great line. That yeah, was a little, it was a little over top. But yeah, my, my my final answer would be the face the off. whole face off. Uh, monologue. Uh, I'm going Short with monologue. the Leonard Skinner line too, because that's just uh, for me is so good. It it's is a great just line. so good. I can't even hate on it. It's just so good. Uh, okay, last one then is best Nick Cage performance. So think about the movie itself. Think about what he's asked to do in the movie, and uh, what do you think the best Nick Cage performance is out of all three of these movies? Uh, we can do it with we'll do it Randy first. Just to- uh, it's Face Off. I mean, how, it's hard not to be Face Off considering he gets to play Castor Troy and Sean Archer, and he's delightfully over the top as Castor Troy and really understated and vulnerable as Sean Archer. Yeah, and it's just no comparison to me. I thought he was pretty good in The Rock. And uh, in Con Air, I feel he's a little like kind of laughably bad, but just mostly because of the accent. Yeah, doesn't bother me one bit. But as far as like in the acting sense, I have to go with Face Off. Yeah, what about you, Don? I have to go with Face Off. Face Off. Um, Con Air is great. He does an amazing job there. He does an amazing job in The Rock. But I think Face Off again because they have to play each other as well as their characters. Yeah, and they both are so good at it that i think that nick cage that's like his his best of the three yeah i it's tough between the rock where he actually is really good in it and he does like he his transformation is a lot more subtle but he does out of all three of those movies the rock his character in the rock good speed changes the most yeah. from like this kind of reserved um scientist egghead nerd to like this action hero at the end and he goes through that like you watch him go through that change from not wanting to shoot guys and you know not wanting to like be uh brave and stand up for you know the things he believes in all that kind of stuff and by the end he's you know taking down the second biggest bad guy and Mm -hmm. like you know saving the day and all this stuff so I was gonna say the rock, but I think I gotta, at least got to be a consensus pick here and say face off, um, simply because of what you guys said—the breadth of different styles of characters that he had to do. He wasn't just playing one type. Even if that character changed over time, he was still 
good speed the whole time. This one, he legitimately played two completely different characters and had to act like John Travolta. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, and you're acting as another actor, acting as a character. As a character. Yeah. So, um, really impressive. Even if the movie is insane, uh, he was really impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, so that leads us to the last one, which, just in your opinion, which of these three is the best? Which one of these three movies do you think is the best movie? It's tough. I'll start, I'll start with Don. It's tough because... You had to me, pick one. For me, I, it's always between Con Air and Face Off. Yeah. And I usually give the edge to Con Air. Yeah. But I think I have to do with Face Off just because after rewatching, Like, I rewatched it pretty regularly. I think, yeah, like yeah. At least once a year, maybe once every couple years. But, you know, when you're really, like, painstaking looking at it all and, like, you're seeing all the details of both actors and the characters and, like, all this... You have to put away all the ridiculousness of it, and you can just enjoy it and be entertained. Yeah, he's great. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It, I think that has to be fair. But it's really close with with Connor. Like, yeah. they're interchangeable to me. Yeah, I love Connor. It's like one A, one B. Yeah. Well, you, Randy. Uh, give me the white doves. Give me the golden <laughs> gun, dual wielding dual golden pistols, golden fully pistol. automatic. Yep. I, I want all of it. It's face off for me, and it always has been. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go with The Rock. Um, wow. Yeah. As much as I love, I love Con Air in its own way, but The Rock is a better movie. Like it's just a better, yeah, it's, objectively it's, it's the a, best, objectively better movie. It's the one yeah. you can pick apart the least. It is the most plausible. It is the I don't know if it's the best acted, but it has some of the best acting. Uh, the action scenes are spectacular. The directing is spectacular the whole way through. It makes sense. Um, I'm a Michael Bay sucker. Like, there's just like things that he does that I love in his movies. Um, that I think I'll always be a bit of an apologist for him. And this is anytime anybody wants to talk crap about him, I usually point to this movie and be like, "Yeah, but he can do things like this too." Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can. His Terminator is terrible. Whatever. Ter- I said Terminator again. <laughs> I'm dead. No, sorry, Transformers. Though I liked a couple of them, but mostly they're terrible. They're all. I don't, yeah, I don't like and and uh, most of his other movies are terrible, but. This one really is like here's what he can do with a good cast, good crew, good you know, good story, good script, and good, yeah, mm-hmm. and good budget. He can really make magic with it. He can show an art form. Um, so, but I get face off, but yeah, for me, it's got to be The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I, you can't go wrong with any of them, though. Yeah, they're all to be fair, very good movies, all, very and, enjoyable. And I say The Rock is the best movie, but my favorite is Con Air. So, <laughs> and that, that's the thing is yeah. that I think a lot of people, like at least at the time that they first came out. I feel like among, amongst the people around me, everyone liked Con Air the most it's for various so reasons. Yeah, and I still, even though I loved Con Air, I just remember back then I just loved Face Off just a little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say the Rock. The Rock is one you can watch with like your whole family, not like your little kids, but I mean, like, yeah, like you had your granddad. It's probably the most accessible. Of the three, and your yeah. yeah, and then. Uh, face off is like you'd watch with all your male family members, you know, like all your like uh, like your uncle and your dad, and like you guys would all watch it together, and then maybe the ladies wouldn't be in it. But then, then the face off is I don't know who you watch that with, like <laughs> you know, it's just so insane, like a tub of popcorn. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that's really, it. I think that's could, exactly. Yeah, it. I think anyone could watch it. Conair is Conair is up there with like Hard Target and all those other kind of eighties, early nineties action movies. It's that style, that same kind of style. Well, it is this like the the ins- like you said the ensemble cast yeah. uh just yeah it's, it's very great, funny it's, it's like, a super funny it's a very through, funny movie yeah whole way through pretty funny um and great yeah great actors great cast but i i can see why you guys said face, face off so um yeah i think with that said that's the that's the review for the nicholas cage holy trinity of 90s action movies 
you haven't seen them, we are sorry for spoiling pretty much everything about them. But why it's were you been, listening why in the first five place? Years, yeah, seven years. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, it's been several years. Come on, get with the program. Why would you be listening to this, honestly, if you if you didn't uh, have if you hadn't seen those anyway? Uh, if you haven't seen them though, please go watch them because they are incredible. I had you know watched it with a person who hadn't watched any of them and. They liked all of them, so... Did, did she tell you which one she liked the most? No. Uh, no, I'll have to what? ask her. Yeah, no. We, uh. we watched... The last one we watched was Con Air, and Con Air was pretty... Uh, I don't, oh, you know what? She didn't watch Face Off with me. She didn't oh, watch, yeah, so, I can't say, so yeah. her entire yeah. opinion would be val- invalid yeah. anyhow. Be, yeah, right? <laughs> of the two you saw. She wouldn't know. Well, for anyway... and Yeah, thank you, Luna. So, uh, anyway, for uh, Don and Randy and myself, thank you for listening Please continue to listen to our awesome podcast that we love to do. Uh, find us, uh, you know, on all of our regular podcast channels. On all your favorite yeah. podcast dispensaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Signing off. The Hollywood Video uh, guys signing off.